Welcome back to Coaches on the Beach, and today we have a coach with the Midas Touch, Kristen Rohr. Kristen is starting her first year as the head coach of Arizona State University. She has been earning accolades and winning championships ever since starting way back in Venice, Florida. A decorated player in the college and AVP game, and then turning GCU's program around and earning three top 10 finishes and two NCAA appearances. Kristen, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Coach, it's, it's been really fun getting to know you and your Grand Canyon program, and now you're on to Arizona State, right? Can you tell, uh, tell me a little bit about what the new school, and almost not quite starting over, right, but like you had a pretty good thing going there at GCU, right? Now you've got a new challenge. Um, what has that been like? Yeah, I mean, it's been so fun. Um, you know, when you're at a place for a really long time, it gets super comfortable. And, you know, it was really hard because I developed such great relationships with my athletes and, you know, love the people that I worked with and love the university. Um, but I, I also guess I didn't realize like how much a change would invigorate me and, you know, just like breathe all this life and excitement into coaching for me. And not that I wasn't having fun coaching, but it was just like, you know, here we are, a new challenge and, um, you know, learning new athletes and coming into a program where, you know, like I, I know one of them, <laughs> uh, the one that came with me from GCU, I did, uh, recruit some of the athletes that were already at ASU um, or that transferred. So I had, you know, a little idea of who they were and um, knew them a little bit, but it's like learning a whole new team. And it's just been so fun, like getting to know them. We uh, started eight hour weeks back in like mid August. So we've actually been going for a decent amount of time and got a lot of like you know, small group stuff over the course of August and September. We just started 20 hour weeks last week and we're heading heading into competition this coming week. So it's just been, you know, a new challenge and, you know, learning new systems of like programs the university uses, how things are run there. Um, but the support I've received from, you know, everyone at ASU has been like top notch and it's just been like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the business office is always the one that gives me the most fits whenever I move. Like, all right, how do you want this receipt? Do you want it taped to this piece of paper and then faxed over? Or can I upload it via scan and PDF? Uh, so That's actually one of the best things right now is we get it sent through the computer and I just have to type a couple things in and boom, I'm done. There's no taping, there's no scanning, there's no copying and pasting. It has been, that is, that's been very nice. <laughs> yeah, big universities probably gotta, you gotta like gotta streamline things, right? Nobody wants all these paper receipts. Right, yeah. However many departments at Arizona State there are. <laughs> uh, working their way through. You have Paul Areza helping you out and Abby Hughes, right? Yeah. So that's got to be kind of helpful, right? Paul's been with the ASU program for three or four years, I think. And yeah. then Abby obviously knows you. She played for you for two seasons at Green Canyon. That's my, yeah. that's my math yeah. there. So, um, I mean, it's been so, so helpful having Paul, you know, having someone that knew the university, knew you know, how everything was kind of done there. And then also knew a lot of the athletes and, um, you know, could help me with with all of that. It's been a really, 
a really huge thing. And um, yeah, Abby paid, played for me for two years at GCU. And so she got to see how I ran things there. And it was so, it was so weird. The first practice when she was standing there next to me, I'm like, wait, you're, you're coaching with me. What is this? <laughs> um, but I mean, she is, she has been phenomenal. She is just like, you know, like you'd think she was doing this at the college level for years. She's so mature. She's not afraid to speak up. She's not afraid to hold the athletes accountable. Um, they really like, you could see how much they respected her right away. And I mean, it's just been amazing having her and having someone that knows, you know, how we did things in the past and, um, you know, how, uh, how I've run my program in the past. And then also having, you know, Paul, who has a, a unique perspective of where he's been and the different uh, schools he's been coaching at. And so it's been like Paul and I are, are very different and it's been awesome because I'm learning a ton from him. I think he's learning a ton from me. And it's just been really fun coaching together. We have a lot of the same um, philosophies and like, you know, the way that we teach things, which has been awesome. Like I could not be happier with my staff and like what each of them bring. They both bring something a little bit different. And I think the three of us together is such like a, a great combination of awesome. <laughs> and piggybacking off of that a little bit, like having Paul that has been around that ASU system, knows the players that are in there maybe a little bit better. And then you having such a high level experience at GCU and wanting to bring over some of your systems. Maybe your systems were a little bit different with what Arizona State was running in the past. How quickly are you implementing that? Or how how is that conversation in the office going with, hey, this is what we used to do. All right, here's how we're going to progress it into what we want it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just a, a lot of conversations about what we've done and what we think is gonna work best for the current team we have. And to be honest with you, I think for like the first three weeks, I hadn't even introduced like how we were going to do our offense. Cause I was like, okay, they did colors last year. I used to do letters. Now when we're at practice, they're saying numbers, like what do we even want to do? And then like the night before we were going to do some offense stuff, I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, kind of wanting to have a, a mix of like what I've done and what has been successful with like, you know, I want it to be something new too. And I want to create our own thing, you know, our own systems, our own things at ASU that are, you know, similar, but different. Um, and I feel like Paul and I have been working well together with like what we've done in the past and like melding those things to make it into what we want it to be for the future. That's awesome. And you have quite an extensive past, so I, I kind of want to jump back and get to know you a little bit more, too. Um, starting all the way back in your high school days, winning state championships, and then making that decision to go into the SEC. What was that indoor career like? What what really got you into volleyball, and how did you progress that love for the game? Yeah, it's actually a funny question because... I was like thinking back, like, oh, how did I get started? And what like made me fall in love with volleyball? And I was like, oh, well, this story is not very fun because I literally just got cut from my seventh grade team. I was, you know, multi-sport athlete. I, in my head, I was gonna go play softball in the Olympics. I had a private pitching coach and was just like so obsessed with softball. I played basketball, I swam. 
I was a cheerleader at one point. Um, and so like, I just, you know, multi-sport athlete and I had never like tried volleyball and all my friends in seventh grade were like, come on, we're trying out for the team. Well, I was like a noodle of a human and I couldn't even serve the ball underhand over the court, uh, like underhand over the net. And so I got cut, I didn't make it. And I was so pissed <laughs> that my entire summer was dedicated to going to camps and figuring out how to serve that ball over the net. And so sure enough, the next year I went back and tried out and uh, you know, still was like really bad at volleyball, but um, I at least could serve. So I was probably the tallest one in my class by far. So they're like, oh yeah, tall girl, she can play middle. Um, so I made it. And then uh, I was living in New my family was in New York at the time. So, you know, grew up in North Tonawanda, New York, and that was where all that was taking place. And then went to high school and I still wasn't very good. And they were like, oh, you're tall. We're going to put you on varsity. And I specifically remember one game where all I could do was hit out of bounds. And I literally told the setter not to set me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I was like, please just don't set me. Like I can't hit it in the, I can't hit it in the court right now. Um, so, you know, just like thinking about that as an athlete and then thinking about how I coach my, my athletes now, I'm like, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, <laughs> Believe but, in yourself. <laughs> uh, and then after ninth grade, uh, moved to Florida and that's kind of when things took off. I played for Manatee high school for two years and then, um, Venice high for my senior year. And, um, I remember one practice, it was like during club, it was actually my freshman year that we were doing some kind of hitting drill and something just clicked and I figured out how to do an approach and hit the ball. And I feel like that was a turning point in my volleyball career. And I, I figured out how to hit and it was great. <laughs> this is a true Michael Jordan story right now. <laughs> I can only imagine how much you would also wish like thinking back how did I figure that out and now can I impart that information on all of you <laughs> right like if I'm being honest um I actually remember what I was thinking about when that happened and I I liked this boy and he was dating someone that I knew and so I feel like I was pretending it was her face that I was <laughs> I, I, I was just so angry. Something happened that day and I was so angry. And I was like, I am just going to crush this ball. <laughs> and boom, there and it boom. is. There goes my volleyball career. <laughs> I uh, I really hope that you impart this wisdom on your players at Arizona State so that they can. Listen, I know that it feels like your top spin serve isn't working right now. But I want you to think about that baseball player that you're really into and his girlfriend over there, right? Just. <laughs> crush that serve uh so that's awesome that is so great you win a couple state championships in high school and then i guess you go to the small school university of kentucky or something like that and then they what turn they're like all right you need to play outside they realized that you could pass like how did that transition go from middle to to the pin yeah so i actually played middle up till my junior year of high school and then my senior year um, I think I played a little bit of both my junior year and then senior year, I went strictly to outside playing all the way around at Venice. Um, so I was recruited as an outside. I was a little, you know, I was probably six foot, maybe a little small for SEC 
front row. I mean, maybe not at that time. I feel like now I'd be a libero, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, the thing that sold me on Kentucky. I went there and saw the white picket fences and the horses and just beautiful, you know, it was so different from, you know, being on the ocean and it was just like, you know, it like sold me right away. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, start beach when you were in high school playing on those beaches or did it come after college and you kind of moved back home and, and then gave it a go there? So I played in one beach tournament um, with a friend from high school. I want to say maybe like sophomore year of college when I had come home one summer and that was it. Like I wasn't very good. Um, the When I moved back from Kentucky, uh, I moved back for a job and also to be around my family. And I was able to get an assistant coaching job at my alma mater at Venice High and started working with uh, Brian Wheatley. He's actually still there. Um, he's been there. God, I don't even know. I don't even know how long I've been out of out of high school. So <laughs> yeah, I graduated in 99 and I think he was there like four or five years before me. So he's crushing it, still winning multiple championships. But um, so I went back to coach with him and over the summers, I would coach at some of the college camps, University of Tampa, University of Florida, just to kind of stay in it. And when I was working one of the camps, I fell on a wet floor and tore my meniscus. And that was in like, I think 2005 or six. And um, there was a strength coach that was working with Venice as well at that time. And I told him like, hey, like super motivated to get, you know, really recover from my injury, get back in shape. And I'd start going out and just kind of playing some beach with people and, you know, had kind of talked to someone about maybe doing some summer tournaments and then my knee injury happened. So I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to get back in it and I'm going to, you know, get in great shape. And then when I recover, I'm going to go back out and play. And so I started working out with him, Vern Gambetta. He's like very well-known strength trainer. Um, and Megan Wallen and I would go to his house every day and, and he'd work out with us. And um, he he's amazing. He like changed my life. And um, so that's what kind of motivated me to get back in shape and start playing. And then as soon as I was healthy, I started, you know, going out and training. Um, Bob and Joyce Parker, they were some of the first coaches that I had and they would run us through drills and teach us the game. And um, that they were like really the ones who got me thinking about it seriously. And I mean, even if you would have asked me at that point, like that I was going to play pro, I would have been like, no, I'm just kind of doing this for fun. And, you know, at that point, um, there wasn't really much to do for indoor competitively, unless you wanted to like, you know, I was going to the YMCA and, you know, just playing, <laughs> playing indoor volleyball at the YMCA, which, you know, wasn't very competitive. So uh, it was almost like, hey, I'm a little burnt out of indoor, like, here's this new sport that I'm learning. And it was just so fascinating to me, um, how different it was from indoor, and just really like fell in love with it. And just wanted to keep practicing and figuring out all the ins and outs and what was so different. And 
my my friend and I, Megan, we started playing together and we we're like, okay, we're gonna play in some tournaments, see how this goes. And we qualified for our first AVP. Um, it was an off-site qualifier. And uh, the tournament was in Colorado. And so it was a single elimination AVP tournament. And so we're going to fly to Colorado from Florida to go play in this tournament, single limb. And our first opponent was Misty and Carrie. <laughs> and you won. And, and, and you they, took were down. On this, they were on this like hundreds of wins in a row. And we're like, we can do this. I think we got like seven points in the first set. Um, you know, needless to say, we didn't win that. But um, the newspaper did like this huge article because we went and took our photos with Misty and Carrie after. Um, and so I still I have the article in my office. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of how how it all came about. It was just, you know, an injury that made me want to get back into shape and and still compete in some capacity. And I just really fell in love with like learning a new sport. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, what what year did you say this like first year pro started? Um, want to say it was like two thousand six or two thousand seven. Okay. Um, I was I was actually working as a career counselor at a high school, and so that was like my day job. And then I was doing my masters in counseling online. I was coaching at my old high school, and then, uh, at one point. I think it was maybe like three or four years into me playing pro uh the the career um career counselor position the the budget got cut and that position got cut and so at that point i was like okay like should i really do this for real now and you know so at that point i decided i was going to do lessons um i was coaching i took a, a a head coaching job at cardinal mooney high school and started coaching there, started running a lot of camps and, um, you know, started doing beach lessons as well. And that grew into starting um, an indoor club called Coastline that we had, I think, like 15 indoor teams. Um, so just had a lot of hats. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just thinking from a year's perspective, right, that's I mean, a career counselor, college counselor from a high school taking on a uh, gold, one-time gold medalist, soon to be, soon to be two-time gold medalist. Like that's a really fun perspective, right? That's, I think of how cool it is. You know, Chelsea Rice pretty well, yeah. right? I think it's how cool it is every time I see her in the main draw. I'm like, that girl's teaching 50 yeah. hours a week right now and, yeah. and then going yeah. out there and kicking butt. I mean, that's yeah. that's not too different from what you were doing um, on your tour career, right? You played, I mean, a countless number of other current college coaches, right? So, like, you guys have this fraternity. I imagine, did you play? You probably played Angie Akers at one point. Beth, yeah, for sure. Angie, Beth, yeah, Terry, uh, maybe. maybe um, I might have played Maho when I went to Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, Gretchen was probably yeah. on tour at the time, yeah. right? So that's got to be uh, fun. Did you guys at the time, were you coaching each other, helping each other out? Like, was there already kind of like a little uh, sorority of, of maybe the smarter players on tour, right? The more into it coaching players? Um, 
I mean, I don't know if I'd say we were coaching each other. We typically would like meet up and find, you know, like I trained a ton with Liz Masakai and she, um, you know, she's amazing. Loved her. Uh, Angela Rock, Holly McPeak, uh, Chacau. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed like going to different coaches and hearing different styles. And I think that really helped like kind of shape who I wanted to be as a coach as well. And like how I wanted to to teach things um so like they were really big impacts on like my not just my playing career but also my coaching career yeah and do you guys when you guys get together right and your teams play each other is that there were talks of uh of back when you were playing or is there ever talks of a coach's game we oh gonna... yeah we talk about it all the time you know like pull us pull us out of retirement I was joking with uh, Brooke Niles because I think we had talked about like playing an NBL or something like after she had the baby, her first baby. And we were like, yeah, it's going to do a comeback tour. <laughs> or sometimes I'll text Brooke Sweat and I'll be like, hey, just had my knee surgery in May. I'm getting ready for you because she just had knee surgery as well. So we're like, you know, sending text messages of our progress. And yeah, I mean, I like to jump in with my athletes right now. And, uh, you know, there's a nice little group here in Arizona that that I jump in with occasionally too, but it's, it's really hard when, you know, your mind's like, ah, oh, I know exactly what I have to do. And then your body doesn't do it. Or you like jump and try to block and you don't get your hands over the net sometimes or. <laughs> Stepping cold. Uh, first jump of the day. Always, always gets me. Like, yeah. Oh, that's not the block I was hoping to put up. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious to have like all your former players, you and Brooke, playing uh on like an avp or like a, a tournament that you guys can get in and then you just show up one day and start beating there right on the court but you, you can take you can take colin's approach where if he wins it's good for him because he's still better than you but if he loses you taught him all you taught them all of that so it's a win-win for you that's the issue though is uh I don't know if my ego can handle like going in and playing against these athletes that are younger than me and, and me not doing well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I, I had to switch my approach. Cause I, I kept getting my team at coastal kept beating me on a pretty regular basis. And I just kept going, well, it's cause I taught you how to play defense like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I taught you that offense. So listen, that's still credit to me. Uh, <laughs> Cause yeah, the, the ego was getting bruised pretty quick. Cause I'm a pretty big gal, you know. I'm a, I'm a decent sized female AVP player, right? and uh, and so I would get a little uh, PO'd when I couldn't quite do all the things I needed to do on the court uh, with, you know, true Division one athletes and not yeah. my quarter training kind of guy. But I usually uh, school them in the polling section, you know, mm. like I I pull dig the living crap out of them basically. And then my setting doesn't go away. But yeah. other than that, you know, the whole jumping piece can be a challenge sometimes. <laughs> yeah, please don't serve me. At least not two <laughs> balls in a row. I get the first one. That first one's going, that's a first ball side out all day. If you serve me for a whole game, right, I'm I'm running out of gas. Yeah. Right? We're not getting Abra, Abra actually pulled me out of retirement. I think it was like two Januarys ago. And we played in Legacy. And I hadn't played in a tournament in like, years and we went to legacy and you know it's like the deepest sand in the country which is also the sand we have at asu so it's like that was not my best return 
Um, but we did really well. <laughs> you should have played at Victory Lanes, right? That's the... Yeah. You play in the Dust Bowl, right? You throw some shoes on, some knee pads on. Yeah. You're going to be good to go. You might um, get hit by a baseball. You know, you never know. <laughs> I had to tell... I was on a recruit call uh, earlier this week, and it was a girl from Arizona. And she... She was telling me, she goes, yeah, I go to a lot of those events over there. I go, Victory Lanes? She goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I don't trust any film from Victory Lanes or Clearwater, Florida or Galveston, <laughs> Texas. Those are my three beaches. I'm like, I said, I, I have to see something else, right? We're not going to can't trust it because it's uh, everybody looks fast and, and jumps high out there. So Absolutely. Speaking of different facilities, different places you've played in in your pro career, what are, what are some of the top places that you've competed at or like beauty wise tournament wise all those different factors yeah um monaco france was probably one of the coolest trips um i went there for a north seca and that one was you know just like beautiful beautiful place um and then cayman islands also like some of the bluest water i've seen um and then like saint pete always has a special place in my heart because you know i lived in sarasota so it was like an hour away from saint pete and you know all my family and friends and and the real cool thing is all the athletes that i coached were able to come watch and like cheer me on so that was always a really fun one i actually finished my the last avp before i like retired um was at saint pete and um I was playing with Raquel Pereira and um, we actually uh, beat Kessie and Ross. So that was like, you know, I felt like I was really going out on top. And then uh, we had to play Carrie and Whitney Pavlik the next round. And we like were in a really good position to win. And that like thought crept in my mind. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, like, we, we could actually win this. And uh, <laughs> And then we lost. I like literally lost sleep because there was a ball that just like, you know, those that go along the net, like just literally roll on the tape. Mm -hmm. Didn't roll our way. Oh, <laughs> brutal, brutal, but, brutal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've been really fortunate to travel to a lot of amazing places. Um, you know, Mexico, Dominican Republic. Um, you know, like go into like Virginia Beach and and Maryland and like some of those places were cool. Um, Santa Barbara always have a really special place in my heart because that was like kind of uh, Brooks Sweat and I kind of that was a big tournament for us because we like had our top finish ever there. Um, we got a ninth and had, and that was like the the first tournament to where we started to like really make it and be in the main draw and. Um, regularly. So I think we came out of the qualifier and, you know, had some big upsets and, um, and finished ninth that one. Yeah. You had quite the playing career and did you decide to retire because of the whole college beach? I mean, I'm guessing. So if you started in six Oh seven, probably like 13, 14 is when you're looking like, yeah, really want to do it anymore. I just, my priorities changed. Um, you know, I, I was just having a, like, was wanting to kind of move on to the next phase of my life. And, 
Um, I actually got a, offered a teaching job, which I hated so much. <laughs> um, and that So that only lasted like a year. And then the high school I was coaching at actually offered me a guidance counseling position there. So decided to take that. And then um, about, so it was like two years after I stopped, a year and a half after I stopped playing AVPs and traveling as much to where I got offered the GCU job. And, um, you know, Beth was a really big part of that. Beth Van Fleet, uh, my AD knew her from Georgia state and called and asked if she had any recommendations when GCU wanted to go, you know, full on for their beach program, hire a beach only coach. And so she had given them my name and they called. And when I came out for my interview, that was literally the first time I had ever been in Arizona and just like fell in love with it. And, you know, rest is history. <laughs> uh, here we are. Um, right. So you, you've obviously been a player. You've, coached a goodness knows how many indoor matches and that kind of deal what was the coaching shift for you um that was most noticeable when you went out and did college beach right first time at the new level not first time as a player but um kind of getting that new experience how did you start to find your path your your decision yeah i mean i kind of think back to things that i did in my first year like I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. You know, like you go from, I, I had coached, obviously. I had done admin work for our club. Um, you know, I hadn't had to do the recruiting piece, but like, it's it's just such a learning process, you know, and I'm still learning stuff nine years later in college coaching. And, um, you know, I would never do now what I did in my first couple of years. Uh, <laughs> So it's just like, I, I'm definitely someone that always wants to be growing and, you know, I go to convention. I love collaborating with other coaches. I love to kind of, you know, I, like, I just love to, to grow and become the best version of myself, the best coach I can be. Um, and like really the best role model for these athletes and preparing them for whatever the next phase of their life is. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I can say what the the most challenging. There was just so, it was just such a whirlwind because it was just like me learning how to do everything. I think in my interview, the president asked me, like, you know, that college coaching is like eighty percent administration, right? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. What's eighty percent? Uh, it's only a couple hours. I think I'll be fine, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just. Like, I mean, it's so hard to even call this a job, you know, like it's so fun where you get to like be such a huge part of these athletes' lives and um, really make an impact on on their present, their future. And just, it's a great time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I asked, right, what, because you found um, one of the most respected, I guess, paths through this coaching experience, and I don't just mean that from other coaches, right? I mean, uh, when you talk to your alumni, when you talk to, to girls that have played for you, right, your ability to connect and guide them and coach them has um, stood out as amazing, right? I mean, it's you and Beth, I don't think are that crazy to put in the same vein of, you know, people and how their athletes respond. And so I was just curious how you came to find that out without always maybe having, you know, Grand Canyon Indoor has obviously gone through plenty of, um, I guess, 
shifts, right, in coaching. And so um, how did you come to your style and one that has done such a great job caring for the athletes and really giving them a safe place to uh, to be young people? I mean, Molly Turner is somebody who's gone to hell and back, right? And, you know, she's going to credit you, I'm sure, a lot with helping her through some really tough times in her life or um, – of course, I'm forgetting her name now. Uh, Jamie. Jamie, yeah. Jamie Walsh, right? She she went through a whole heck of a lot in her life and her career. And and then obviously you've been there. So I'm just curious where that came from, how you developed that and how you keep growing in that, what is already what we would consider pretty darn good. <laughs> Thank you. That's very sweet. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe it started when I was coaching high school and club. I've just always like cared about, you know, them so much more than just as a volleyball player, you know, like I, I, I want to help them grow into better people. It doesn't matter if they're high schoolers or college or, um, you know, I still have my alumni reach out to me after they graduate, like, Hey, I need some advice on this. Like, I think Jamie's coming to our practice tomorrow to watch a little bit, you know, so it's just, I, I don't even know if I really know where it started. It just kind of comes from a passion of like helping people, I guess. And it it just felt natural for me, you know, like it didn't feel like I, I, I had to learn this or it was forced. It was just kind of like it's something I did and it just seems like a part of who I am. And, um, you know, I really like value the relationship piece of, of coaching and, um, you know, I love, like, I just went to Molly's wedding last month and, um, you know, like being involved in their, like, you know, lives, even just past college, like, it's just so cool to see where life takes them because everyone's different, you know, Molly's still playing. There's others that are really successful in a career. There's others that are, you know, like have, make it, having a family and finding the person they want to be with. So it's just cool to see like the different phases of life. And, um, you know, knowing that I was able to like do something to be a part of that, whether it's like making them feel heard or seen or, um, you know, just them feeling like they have someone away from home. Cause a lot of these athletes are, you know, maybe they're across the country, maybe they're across the world from their families. And I just think it's nice for them to have someone that they can talk to and they can look up to and they can go to if they need advice or, you know, just need to vent or, um, you know, someone that they can trust that's not their family. Yeah. And you've done, like I said, uh, probably the, one of the most amazing jobs of doing that. And I guess really, I just want to know your secret. Uh, maybe guidance counselor Kristen is really coming out, right? I don't know if that high school experience gave you any insight. Was there like a class that you took? Um, like I need to enroll at Kentucky and, and find a counseling class. Like what am I, what can I, mean, I do? I started off with early childhood education and, uh, and then realized that I wanted to work with older <laughs> the, the two and three and four years old olds in a classroom anymore. Um, but I think it's just about like having compassion and caring and, um, you know, understanding that 
like these, these are going to be some of the best times of their lives, but it's probably going to be some of the most challenging times in their lives as well. And, you know, like at the end of the day, I just want them to be happy and have fun and, you know, and get to be the best beach volleyball player they can be, get to be the best person they can be and have a freaking blast doing it. Yeah. I did also just notice like not ironically, definitely not planned. Um, but your episode is going to be one removed from RJ's. Um, yeah. and so I think it would be very fun to just touch on that relationship and how that's kind of formed. Obviously, you know, RJ's like a brother to me. I love that guy. He's, I blame him for this whole career path and why I do it. And, um, you guys obviously have a very unique friendship how did that come about what tell talk to us about how you manage both being really good <laughs> you know I I'm trying to remember like where it all started I think we were just like traveling and working a ton of camps and clinics together and I remember we I think we were at 210 and we we're like the OGs of of 210 you know we kind of were the first ones to go and do that event and we you know vowed to go back every year and i think we have uh, <laughs> and we were there and i don't know what we were talking about or what happened but like the thing was pickle juice shots we were talking about pickle juice and we're like all right pickle juice shots at camp and we were taking pickle juice shots and i think that was just you know the start of a beautiful <laughs> friendship <laughs> so we'd message message each other back and forth and you know send pictures of pickle juice and um but i mean i don't know i just really respect him um i think we had a lot of the same uh philosophies and uh when it comes to not just coaching but also like you know really wanting the best for our athletes and um you know i think he does a great job of connecting with his athletes and uh, and coaching as well. And, um, you know, then we'd like start talking about recruits and, you know, there's a couple events that, and we were very much on the same page about recruits, you know, like we would, if there was someone we liked, we both liked them. If there was someone that we thought maybe wouldn't fit our programs, we both thought that. And then we kind of just came with this understanding because we'd like talk about the athletes we were talking to. And we just came to this understanding where we're like, you know what, if they end up at you, I'll be happy. If they end up at me, I'll be happy because we knew either way they'd be in good hands. And so, you know, he's probably one of the, the coaches that I know. I'm like, hey, I can't get to this event. Will you go evaluate this kid? And do you like, do you think that they can be a good fit for our program? And I mean, he'll text me and be like, yeah, like I, I, we're going after her too. I think it's a great fit or, you know, no, like here's why it wouldn't be a great fit. So uh, kind of, you know, created our, our, our friendship off of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that relationship between you guys is one of the reasons I guess I feel so comfortable, right? I've heard so many great Christian stories. And so now there's many a time where I'm sitting there and I'm like, shoot, you know, what's going on? Oh, this kid said they were talking to Kristen at Grand Canyon or now Kristen, Arizona state. I'm like, Hey, what do you think of, uh, I've got one on my team right now that I asked you, I was like, Hey, would you mind telling me what you think about yep, this? Yep. Like, yeah. And, uh, that's such a special thing about our sport. Uh, and you know, Michael and I have talked about it so many times on here, but the ability to not be at war with everybody. I mean, we want to win. And, yeah. and I think, 
that's apparent when, you know, South Carolina played Grand Canyon uh, a couple of times. I was there for one of them, the snow game, the infinite, infamous snow oh, game. That's the most um, famous snow game. Yeah, Jordan Sanchez, I, I just recall her like, oh my God, there's snow! And like <laughs> in 40 layers hiding in the in the van. In yeah, Columbia. we pulled the vans up to the the like the facility and we'd like sit in there and warm up. And then when someone's match got called, they'd like run out and, you know, have their gloves and sweatpants and hoodie. We were not prepared for cold weather at that point. Since then, we've bought parkas. Yeah. So good to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your Arizona State program is gonna learn from those uh, from those early days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think the the greatest, the funniest part about that is, I work so I I get there that morning. It's freezing cold. I'm barefoot because I'm still thinking that I can't walk outside, and my feet are going numb. And um, Alyssa Taylor, our, our GA from South Carolina at the time. She's from Minnesota. She goes, oh, I actually have an extra pair of wool socks in my bag. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. So I put these wool socks on and I'm walking around and it's, I think you guys versus Mercer, maybe, or you guys versus UAB. One uh-huh. of the two. And then play that whole match. It's freezing. They cancel our South Carolina versus somebody match at like one o'clock yeah. due to weather concerns. It's so sunny that me, RJ, Alyssa, and Luke are playing spike ball in the middle of the facility because we have nothing to do and the match got canceled. Yeah, yours got canceled and baseball got canceled, but we played. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all the better for it, right? Uh, all the I mean, honestly, like everyone talked about that for years and years and it became like a really cool memory. That wasn't cool at the time. I mean, it was very cool at the time, but... <laughs> Very cold. <laughs> Very cold. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's one of those things we talk to our athletes about all the time, right? It's like, hey, in 10 years, you are not going to remember the score of this game. Yeah. So if you won or lost 21 15 or 21 19 or 38 36, yeah. you are going to remember, you know, we just went to Gulf Shores with a couple of our pairs and we took them to Lambert's, the the bread throwing place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to remember catching bread. And one of our girls took, they make these like giant yellow mugs. Um, one of our girls took that home. <laughs> like definitely was not supposed to. Uh, but like, we're going to remember that stuff, right? I don't remember what our score against UAB's pairs were. I don't remember any of that stuff. So yeah, you know, we're, we're creating memories for the yeah. girls on that team. I know. When I looked at like one of the questions was about like my favorite memories um, from Kentucky. And I was like, gosh, there's like times I couldn't even remember like who we played or who we beat. I mean, it was super cool competing in the SEC, but it's like the memories, you know, like I remember trips and I remember, you know, like the dorm room being a mess and, and eating ramen and, you know, like, <laughs> like you just remember the experiences and um, it's just, it's, you know, times that you can't get back. And it's, you have to really, like, we really just try to stress to our athletes, like cherish this time. It's going to go by so fast. And I think that that's been really cool about having Abby too, because, you know, she just was there last year, you know, like a semester ago, she was in their shoes. And so she was just kind of talking to them about like, I would literally give anything to be back in your shoes for one more year. And I think it really puts it into perspective for the athletes. Like sometimes you just take for granted what you have. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to 
like just be really appreciative and and be in the moment as much as possible yeah remember the remember the silly stuff whatever sucks now is going to be the memory so try to make it the most fun that you can because otherwise you're just going to be left with a with a sour memory yeah Uh, Kristen, you got your first fall competition this weekend beyond that right for I always try to stress this to our, our team, right? We had our first fall competition this weekend. I'm like, hey, it's not about this weekend. It's about April. And then it's not just about April, but it's about next year and the year beyond. So yeah. um, for your vision, Arizona State Beach Volleyball, what, what's coming? What, what should we be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, top 10, baby. Um, no, I mean, like, I we have to set our goals high. You know, there's no reason with this university with the resources, with everything it has to offer, the academics, the support, um, there's no reason why it shouldn't be a top program. And, um, you know, finishing our last year in the pack, it's super cool. We get to host the Pac-12 South and the Pac-12 championships. So, um, you know, that's going to be historic in itself and, uh, you know, really hoping for, um, like really hoping to make history within the program altogether this year. And, um, you know, if I were to say that, like, oh, I hope we can be in the top 20, I I don't think that's a, a high enough goal. You know, like we wanna set our goals so high that's a little bit scary. And, um, you know, so I, I, I'm excited about the talent that we have this year. Um, I'm excited about uh, the culture that we're building um, there's just so much that's that's new and and so much to do with a new program. Um, you know, we have 11 returners and 13 new athletes. So, um, you know, there's a, a lot of new for everyone. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just I'm excited for us to to compete against some other people and see where we're at. And. Um, everyone's working really hard. I think we probably have one of the toughest strength and conditioning programs in the country. And, uh, and we just have like a great group, you know, like they truly love being together. Um, not just on the court, they, everyone gets along. They're fun. I'm excited to travel with them and, uh, hosting pac 12 this year. There's, um, you know, hoping for some big upsets and, um, you know, finishing, finishing high up in the pack. And, and I mean, it would be a dream to make it to NCAAs in the first year here. So, um, you know, those are kind of what we're looking at goal wise. Yeah. Win the pack 12, then be the last pack 12 in the first big 12 beach volleyball champions. <laughs> Can you give us the inside scoop? Are we getting a big 12 beach volleyball conference? Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of uh, unknown right now. Um, ideally that's what we want, you know, like we want to, uh, I'd love to see the big 12 sponsor. And, um, I really also think that if they do, I think it's going to entice some other schools that have been putting it, you know, putting it off to, to add, um, if the conference sponsors it, um, we don't know exactly what we're going to be doing next year yet. But um, our SWA is working around the clock trying to figure those things out. And she is like beyond supportive and really just wants what's best for for our program and the future. So 
Um, I, I don't know what it will be, but we will definitely be in something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, selfishly, right. Like four, four big 12 teams next year, we'll have beach volleyball already. And there's another three, I think off the top of my head that have been on the list to add for the better part of four or five years. So, you know, yeah. if the, if any administrators from the university of Houston, university of central Florida or uh, Texas tech want to want to consider sponsoring the sport um, you know, you've got a resounding yes from everybody in beach volleyball. Um, yeah. I think it's fun to, to get that group involved. I think, is it Baylor or BYU? Or... Oh yeah. Baylor and B I think Baylor has been on the list to add for a little while too. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would be awesome. Um, you know, we could, we could start a, a conference with four teams. We obviously wouldn't be eligible for an AQ, um, but just kind of trying to weigh the pros and cons of, of at least getting it going and seeing how that can take off. Yeah, I vote I do it, right? Because worst case, you pick up a couple of affiliate members for, for a couple of years. And then, I mean, that's what's kind of happened in the Southland Conference, right? I'm new to it, but um, I think we had Southeastern UNO, Corpus and HBU now HCU, um, and then picked up uh, Boise and San Jose, and yeah. since right McNeese has added, and uh, Nichols um, have added on, and so you know it's growing the game a little bit. Uh, obviously, Boise and San Jose are the, still kind of the odd people out, but um, we're happy to have them and, and be a part of what they're bringing to what they gave to us to start with, and now what they're bringing to the conference. So. Hopefully yeah. you, know, you guys could come up with something um, not too far removed from that. I mean, Cal and Stanford are still going to need, uh, I'm not sure the ACC is ready to sponsor beach just yet. I think it would be, be very interesting to see if uh, the, the big 12 would accept UT back for a couple years uh, for just beach <laughs> volleyball. Uh, <laughs> no, but it kind of leads into one of the last questions that we like to ask on the podcast of, what do you want to see next from the NCAA game? We, we've talked about the growth and new programs are adding. College coaches are starting to move around a little bit. But what would you like to see from the game uh, as a big scope? Um, I think I'd like to see it follow suit to what the AVP is doing from a coaching perspective and be able to coach on a dead ball and just, uh, you know, like – these athletes are like, yes, we're trying to teach them as much as we can in practice to strategize, to look for things, um, you know, how to see the game. But at the end of the day, like they're still young and, you know, a lot, a lot of them new to the game. Um, a lot of them don't have that kind of coaching. Like it just kind of, it, it helps to teach them and prepare them for, their future of beach volleyball. So I think it would be cool to kind of follow suit of what the AVP has been doing and, and allow for a little more coaching. Um, I obviously, you know, would love to see uh, the championship expand even more um, and more schools to keep adding. And then the other thing is just, uh, you know, like our, even though they've increased the amount of playing uh, it's still one of the smallest in NCAA sports as far as like the amount we get to compete. So just like, you know, expanding those opportunities to have more competition, maybe that would lead to a little bit longer season. 
Um, and then, you know, the, the major controversial topic in beach volleyball is uh, assigning pairs and where they go. And so I don't have an answer to, you know, what the the best plan of action is for that. But I do think that something can, <laughs> we can come up with something, something can be done. There's been some interesting suggestions in the past. Uh, but um... <laughs> I do think it is kind of funny because that sounded very I think my first convention, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago was you were the the head beach, uh, you were oh, yeah. maybe right. and yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I've heard this wrap up before. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's great to to have that same uh, push for for our sport and what it can be. So I think another thing that would be cool is for it to continue to grow on. Um, the the boys side the men's side um you know i know they're doing a lot right now to try to you know like start up small or having club teams and um i think it would be cool to see that side grow a little bit and just have more opportunities for for men and boys and men to play and um i think that'll also help our the our pro side um grow yeah be great to get some more guys involved give them just an opportunity i mean we've seen girls play from colorado to chillan washington to um, chicago illinois so but kristen thank you so much for coming on and and talking about your new program and um just how you see the game going and, and what all you've done for it honestly that's like most of what i want to say it's just I'm so glad that I tricked you into saying yes to being on this uh, in, in Washington late, uh, having some some delicious sandwiches um, as a perfect, perfect trickery time. So I'm really glad that we got to do it. And I'm glad that you didn't bail on us. So I appreciate that. Oh, I think uh, this might be my first podcast. So you definitely... Uh... Definitely got me on here. Colin <laughs> will have to get you a sticker. Yeah. 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 I've got a sticker for you, so I'll make sure to share it. Um, probably a convention in your hometown. Yes. Tampa. Tampa. Thank you, and good luck this weekend. Thanks.